0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with plenty of laughs and plenty of tears. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who I am finally visiting this weekend. Yeah, it is about time. I was starting to take it personal. Uh, (laughs) That's me, Ryan Newman. Just business, just business. Uh, and I'm also joined by the brother who needs to visit me and help me move a television. Oh my gosh, that's Trey Newman. Yeah, remember that uh, giant television that was very difficult to move? That's from a long time ago? Yes. That'll be fun. Is it just sitting there like you're not using it or what? Yeah, we it's it's going to the uh, Goodwill. Ah, uh, is that the one with the line down the... Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Anyway, we could have yeah. probably could have taken that off pod, but <laughs> um this episode we're going to give our tiered rankings of the projected starting quarterbacks in every Power 5 conference. So how many guys was that? 64 guys? Uh, I think that's I think that's how many Power 5 teams are. So it's a lot. Yeah, that's it that's could a lot. be a long episode, but hopefully it'll be really informative. You get to learn who the likely starters are at every school. Um but first we have some news and notes. And since there's so many quarterbacks to get to, I'm going to ask you guys to just give one-word responses okay. to this news. All right. You you both don't have to answer each. Just want just you to chime in. And I didn't prepare you for this, but I hope you can handle Yeah, throwing word. a curveball at us here right out of the gate. All right. First bit of news. Rutgers offensive guard Jonah Jackson is transferring to Ohio State. Which one of you can give me a word? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's. You said it, so that's all we got. No, that's two words. You can't say that. <laughs> uh, second bit of news: one of the best defensive players in the MAC, Mike Dana, defensive end from Central Michigan, is transferring to Michigan. How about a word on that? Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go. I don't want to overdo it, so let's go. Well, you've already overdone it by saying several <laughs> words key all right okay i like that's good oregon is hiring boise state defensive coordinator andy avalos to be their d coordinator solid okay there we go success uh now to the quarterbacks so we assigned each uh, one conference to each bro so a couple of us had to double up and we were ranking not the quarterback rooms for each team but just our projected starters and we put them on tiers as well. So, uh Ryan, why don't you start us out with the ACC? Okay, sure. I will get us going here. Um ACC. So, I'm going to kind of name the tiers kind of creatively here. I'm not going to just say tier 1, tier 2, you know, it's kind of boring. Yep. So, I named them um in honor of Trevor Lawrence with his long blonde hair and in honor of me. Um I was a Dragon Ball Z kid growing up. Big fan, big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, the long blonde hair kind of reminds me of a Super Saiyan. So, a what? I'm a, a Super Saiyan. <laughs> okay. The type of it's the type of character, the type of person he was. Is Goku a Super Saiyan? Oh yeah, he got to he got to like Super Saiyan four. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, he, he was a beast. <laughs> so we're gonna start with uh, since since Lawrence has the long blonde hair. That's kind of like the Super Saiyan 3. It's got the real long one, goes all the way down. So I'm going to start with Super Saiyan 3, and that's Trevor Lawrence. He gets his own tier, okay, not even hey, well, close. Uh, but wait, no, um, where are we starting from? Trey, how maybe did... Maybe uh, worst to best. Yeah, worst to best, I feel like makes more Unless sense. Unless you think Trevor Lawrence is the bottom of the barrel at the ACC. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. No, I... Yeah, I kind of screwed the pooch on that one. Just uh, <laughs> that's okay. got a little I mean, excited with my Super Saiyan reference, I guess, so... Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you didn't give anything away. I feel like yeah. we knew that <laughs> yeah, I <really> Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was going to be Kenny Pickett, number one, so. He, you never know. <laughs> Sometimes you do. <laughs> okay, so well, we're going to start from the bottom here, okay? Okay. We're going to start at the bottom of the barrel. Super Saiyan 1? No, I'm going to go a different character, not even a Saiyan. He's, he's, we're going to go with the guy named Krillin. He was a, pretty much the weakest character in Deep Dragon Ball Z. Of course, of course. Of course. Who doesn't know Krillin? Cue ball head. Um, <laughs> there's only one person here, and we got uh, Georgia Tech's quarterbacks, uh, Lucas Johnson, maybe at this point, but all those guys were recruited for a totally different offense. So it's it kind of reminds me of Bill Callahan coming to Nebraska and trying to have Joe Daly throw all over the all over the place with the West Coast offense. So well, but Joe Daly ran the West Coast offense in high school, Ryan. So yeah, and he was f- clearly great at it. <laughs> so they're they're the bottom of the barrel. Hard to say at this point. That's fair. All right. Moving on to the Nameks. Stepping up a notch. Nameks are the green guys. It was, they're not bad. Uh, Louisville quarterback, Juwan Pass. I, you know, that's. Uh, I don't think you can put too much blame on Pass for this year. Louisville just imploded. I mean, he was horrible, but Louisville was horrible. So, I don't think he, he's the worst. No, I mean, he, it's hard to say, it's but close. it's funny. Last year, coming in, coming into last year, he would have been like... He would have been a Super Saiyan for sure, right? Or, yeah, or exactly. something like that. <laughs> yeah, he. We thought know, he'd be good. I, I was high on him before the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you told me last year that he'd be almost the worst in the ACC this year, I'd be I would have been awfully surprised. Right. All right. So now moving on to the just the regular Saiyans. So at least they're Saiyans. Um, number twelve in the ACC, we got uh, NC State quarterback Bailey Hawkman. He's a tough one to judge because uh, we haven't seen him play. Started his career at FSU, transferred to Hutchinson Community College after they had already started their season. So that was a bit odd. But from all the reports, NC State should be okay. But, you know, I got to see it first before I put him too much higher. Uh, moving on, number 11, I have uh, Syracuse's Tommy DeVito. Hey, we're playing quarterback rec- here. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. Yours is better. Your was yeah that bad, was man. that was not great, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was a pretty highly recruited guy. Um, had some mo- good moments last year filling in for Dungy. Not not a runner, uh, but he's got a talented arm. So I don't know if he should be solid this year. I'd probably be inclined to have Devito maybe a little better than where you have him, just because I like uh where Babers has the Syracuse program, and and he probably has a little bit better team around him than some of the upcoming quarterbacks that we yeah. might talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's a good pass. And I I don't know, I just feel like Dungy was a pretty darn good QB that it's going to be a downgrade. So maybe I'm just punishing DeVito too much for Dungy being a good quarterback, but that's me. Um, number 10, I have uh, Duke quarterback Quentin Harris. Saw a decent amount of him this past year. He played in most of their games. Uh, and then, of course, he had to fill in for Daniel Jones when he was hurt. He was solid, seven touchdowns to one pick. Plus, he's got some legs, um, and he can run with them. Yeah, yeah. With if he's if he's a a good passer, then yeah, he should be really good. I trust Cutcliffe to at least make him decent. So yeah, he's been there for a while under Cutcliffe's tutelage, yeah, right? I mean, he's going to be a senior, so I he's a guy that could move up this list. He could go up another tier uh, mm-hmm. as the year goes on, but we'll see what happens. By the way, I just want to interject here: if you're listening and throughout the entire episode, if you have any big disagreements, let us know on Twitter at CFB Bros because uh, I'm sure. I feel like with these things, wisdom of the crowds is usually best. Yeah, we could be way off on somebody. Yeah, like it's not going. All it's going to take is one guy telling me like, "Why did you have Brian Lewerke so high?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. I'm stupid." <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, number nine. We're still in the sayings. Uh, I got pit quarterback Kenny Pickett. Um, all things considered, decent sophomore year. Especially if you take out the last two games uh, against Clemson and Stanford. Those were pathetic. Clemson was really pathetic. But he does take care of the ball. Last eight games of the year, only threw one pick. And that was against Clemson. So that's pretty darn good. But that's about all the good things I can say for him. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's no explosiveness to the passing that's game. That's the with, thing. It's like with Pickett, it's just like you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, And there's not a ton of upside I'm seeing. <laughs> that's why I put him at ninth. And, you know, it's not high. No, it's fair. It's fair where you have him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Um. All right. So now we're moving up another tier. All right, so we got the Super Saiyans here. Ooh. This is the t- technically tier three. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, we're almost there. I got number eight. I got North Carolina Nathan Elliott. I think he's probably better than his stats would indicate. He's just had a bad team around him. His team sucks. Um, yeah, I think he's pretty much every bit as good as the guys on this tier. Uh, I just personally think he's he doesn't have much around him. I strongly disagree here. I I don't think he's shown us anything to think he's should be up on this next tier. I mean and he's not he's far from guaranteed to be the starter too. They've got a couple redshirt yeah, Chaz freshmen. Chester Rat could be it, but yeah. No, Chester Rat actually I just saw today is moved to linebacker. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that serious? too. Yes. That he's gonna be an outside linebacker. It's incredible. Yeah. Holy. So they're going they've got a couple redshirt freshmen there. Jace Reuter, Cade Fortin. Right. Um, and of course, yeah, did we mention Sam Howell, the star freshman. Mm-hmm. Um but either way, I I just don't feel great about any of those guys this year. Like Nathan Elliott, eleven touchdowns, nine picks, six point seven yards per attempt. Team sucks. I mean, yep. we'll see who else is on. Yeah, that's true, but <laughs> maybe partially because of Nathan Elliott as their quarterback. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I am right. just saying I disagree, Ryan. I think he should have been on that last tier. He's not a super saiyan. There is no way <laughs> his hair is not even blonde, but he's left-handed. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> And his hair might be blonde for all I know. I don't know. I don't know what color his yeah, hair it is. might be. <laughs> uh, all right, fair enough, though, Mike. Uh, I'm number seven for me. Boston College, Anthony Brown. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize how much he improved from his freshman to sophomore season. He increased his completion percentage almost four points, but the big improvement is Michael's favorite stat for quarterbacks: is yards per attempt. And that was five, went from five point three to seven point four. So that's a huge jump. Uh, in one year that so is huge I, it's hard to describe uh, 5.3 you don't see much lower than that yeah, that's pretty horrible that's pretty bad but yeah so, no, he but pre- 7.4 is good well pretty it good is, it's solid yeah yeah you know so i, I thought that was he had a, a, a much improved year and i think he probably will get a little bit better this coming year uh then we're moving on number six i got james blackman for florida state here uh losing deAndre andre francois no doubt hurt the depth for fsu but not entirely sold he's better than blackman uh and clearly he's not a very good dude uh kind of beside the point but nice nice analysis (laughs) yeah but maybe losing him won't be a bad thing because you get that guy off the squad maybe he was just wasn't good for team chemistry and i don't know i I like blackman so his his freshman year was good his his qbr was 135 that year but if you only look at the last six games it was almost 150 so he was playing some good ball for a while there you mean his uh was that his passer pass efficiency rating or something not qbr qbr is zero to 100 Well, i look on sports reference so yeah sports reference rate. yeah um yeah. but uh but yeah and when you consider the fact that he had a bad O line too i mean it might still be bad but yeah exactly and he was 169 pounds that freshman year yeah nice or what he was listed at number five wake forest sam hartman he had a really promising freshman year uh in winston-salem two to one touchdown interception ratio and then he can run he had a nearly 300 yards on the ground and he put did it in just nine games so i i think he'll be your starter for wake and i think he's going to make a pretty good sophomore jump here uh, under dave clausen so i have him pretty high in the acc pecking order we lose the fourth bro jamie newman i know i'm i'm thinking yeah. i would bet on jamie newman to be the starter i i like hartman but it's it's up for grabs i had to pick a guy but. I just thought Newman looked so good taking over after after that injury. So he's he's a beast too. Either either one of them, I, I'm I feel pretty good. Yeah, it could be either guy. It's it's hard to say, but if it is if it's Jamie Newman, then I would probably keep him in the same spot. Honestly, I he, agreed. Yeah. yeah. So, um, still in the same tier here. Uh, Miami quarterback Tate Martell at number four. Uh, um, hasn't played too much, but he did look good in the the limited opportunities he got at at Ohio State. So. I feel comfortable putting him here in this third tier and fourth overall in the ACC. Got some good tutelage under uh, Urban Meyer, so no gripes there. Yeah, it's 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 like a a Joe Burrow situation, kind of. Yeah, maybe a little more upside. He's more highly recruited than Joe Burrow was, but yeah. Anyways, Uh, the last person on this level is uh, tier three is uh, Virginia Tech quarterback Ryan Willis. Had a really really solid year taking over for Josh Jackson. Don't really see why he won't have another good year next year, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's at the next level he's not a super duper saiyan saiyan no that's not not a thing michael come on (laughs) don't be silly so i'm sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) let's take this seriously please super saiyan 2 super saiyan 2 this is like the really pointy blonde hair Mm uh i got one guy at this list on this part it's uh virginia quarterback bryce perkins he had a lot better passing numbers than i realized when i looked him up it was good he had like 25 touchdowns maybe seven picks or maybe nine something like that but i think nine and he had almost a thousand yards rushing so uh, it was clear to me he was uh number two guy on the in the acc pecking order so yeah virginia's offense the year before he got there was terrible yeah it was horrendous and they weren't great last year but they were they were a lot better yeah perkins was probably the main reason why oh yeah um and then of course i already said it number one trevor lawrence no doubt so, what he's a Super Saiyan 3? Super Saiyan 3, just the long ball here. Yeah. I mean, it's of all the conferences, maybe the Pac 12, but I, I think the ACC is most. It's like you've got one and then everyone else. It's, oh, it's yeah, like no doubt. It's like not even close. Yeah. And the bottom half, Ryan, was that you listed there is that's pretty weak. Yeah. Maybe from like Nathan Elliott down is pretty rough. So, like eight down. Because seven, I had Anthony Brown. He's okay. True, true. But after that, after that. That's true. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'm going to shift gears here. We're going to go to the big 12. All right. My first tier is the Sunflower Group. Oh. This this is, uh, for those of you that don't know, the state of Kansas is- So what tier number is this? Oh, man. I think it's four. It's, the, it's towards the bottom. Or the bottom. Uh, we've got the Sunflower Group. So at number 10, Kansas, Thomas McVitie. Who? Now, <laughs> this is one of the few Power 5 school where I couldn't name the, power, the quarterback off the cuff. Like, I didn't even that's, know. Hey, that's why we're doing our research right now, early in the offseason. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's a Juco pro-style quarterback that Miles got. And, but the thing is, is given Miles... Track record of of weak quarterback play. I'm not terribly confident in in uh, McVitie right now, but we'll see. New no. number nine, the other sunflower school, Kansas State. So we've got Skyler Thompson, the great Bill Snyder couldn't get him to succeed, and now Chris Kleeman has to do that. But given the odd odd offense that Snyder was running in the last few years, maybe. Maybe Cleman can can open it up a bit and, and let Thompson be better. I think I'd probably put Kansas's quarterback in a tier of their own. But I was gonna say I you, it's hard to resist the sunflower tier, yeah. Trey. So maybe I'll just give you some credit for that. But I agree. I I might want <laughs> to probably separate them. Yeah, that's fair. All right, now the next few guys. This tier is going to be they're towards the bottom, so they're either going to be part of the big Big Twelve or they're going to be part of the little Twelve. Just. Play with me. The bottom, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Justin Rogers of TCU. He's a redshirt freshman. He's going to have to be the guy, as as we saw that this quarterback core was pretty pedestrian last year. He's highly regarded. It uh, was a high recruit in twenty eighteen. Quarterback play, as we saw in the Cheez It Bowl, the infamous Cheez It Bowl. It, it, it's a need. It's going to be tough for a freshman to step up in the, the high-flying Big 12 where the offense is key, but Patterson just can't he doesn't want to suffer through poor quarterback play, so he knows it needs to improve. Well, yeah, and Justin Rogers did make a quick – a brief appearance in that uh, – He did. Cheese a bull on one leg. He could hardly move. <laughs> it was pretty uh, bad. So, yeah, but I just read today that he's apparently maybe going to be cleared for uh, – be Ready to go for spring practice, which would be huge because oh, that injury was lingering, but yeah, a lot of potential. There. He was super highly recruited, he does have potential. Um, so he could be he could shoot up the list. Uh, number seven, West Virginia. Yeah, they Will Greer's finally gone. They've got Austin Kendall, the Oklahoma transfer, most likely going to be the guy for Neil Brown. Uh, you don't always like to see when the new coach comes in and has to hit the transfer market, but uh, Kendall. He he obviously has the benefit of of following and seeing what it takes sitting behind Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield so maybe some of that uh seeped into uh to Kendall's play. Yeah, I I, I like Kendall. I might put him a tier higher than than Justin Rogers. He's uh Yeah, I would too. We've seen a little bit of uh, some some good moments from Kendall throughout his career at OU, so I'd probably put bump him up one tier as well. That's the thing is just like, but going to a totally different system might hinder him, but I I agree. If he was at Oklahoma, I think I'd have him higher. Oh, sure. Yeah, 100%. Now, the the final guy in this tier, Oklahoma State looking to be Spencer Sanders, redshirt freshman. He was the 2017 Texas Gatorade Player of the Year. Some strong upside, uh, a new toy for the, the new offensive coordinator, Sean Gleason, I like that Gundy is going with a young gun, because it seems like every year they're kind of picking a, a fifth-year senior or some older upperclassman. So I'm looking forward to seeing Sanders develop. Yeah, I mean, Gundy knows what he's doing with quarterbacks, so I, I don't have any issue putting him putting him right there. All right. My next tier, the youth movement. Number five, I guess he'd be the elder statement of the uh, the youth movement, is... Baylor's Charlie Brewer. Yeah, so he's coming off a year where he threw sixty percent over three thousand yards as a sophomore, and he's going to look to take the next step. and And we know that this is a big year for Coach Rule, and and having a guy like uh, Brewer who's experienced and solid, that's a pretty good sign. So I'd be pretty encouraged as a Baylor fan right now. I I like Brewer. I probably would put him a bump a couple higher. I I I think he's a little more proven than Bowman. I'm Bowman, maybe more of a system type quarterback. And what Charlie Brewer can do on the ground too is he's kind of showed us there. He's got some legs. So I'd probably, I think I like him third in the big 12. Personally, I'd put him ahead of Purdy as well. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, we'll, we'll I t- mean, it's not like a big difference, but it's just my, per- my preference. We'll touch on the first of the two others. You mentioned Alan Bowman of Texas tech. I was, he, hu- I was big on him last year when he, when he was playing. Uh, but the, the problem is with him is he won't be in a Kingsbury system right now. The, the true fun and gun offense Matt Wells inherits a, a solid quarterback. So if they mesh, then the ceiling is high for the Red Raiders. And not to mention Bowman last year was dealing with that partially collapse, collapsed the lung for for it seemed like half yeah, the season so, and he was still putting up big numbers. So they they still have a chance to be potent on o- on offense. Yeah, no doubt. And then number 3, Iowa State's Brock Purdy, Michael, you'd probably have Purdy at number 1. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I think number 3 a tier below the next two guys, I think you've. This is a good, good, good spot for him. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State fans though, they have to be super excited about you know him. He was seven and two as a freshman, and he was also you know the, the one. The one issue though is they lose a guy like Hakeem Butler on the outside, but that's not going to help. Yeah, but that's, Matt Campbell, that's he, huge. he's done well. But the one thing that I didn't realize about him was he had the best passing efficiency for a true freshman in NCAA history. I didn't realize that either. Wow, well, I mean his. His yards per attempt, he was above ten. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he had he had over ten yards per. He was third in the nation. It's all Butler. Yeah, exactly, Ryan. It's that was that was all Hakeem Butler because Hakeem Butler, I think, was number one in the country yards per reception. Yeah, yeah, you could throw it up to him and he'd he'd gargle it up. But like you said, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see him without Hakeem Butler. But yeah, I think I, I think uh, I think he's gonna have a little bit of a sophomore slump. Well, I hope you're wrong, maybe. Well, and he loses Montgomery in the backfield too. So yeah. Uh, all right. My final two. We're gonna go with the Red River Group. Uh, this is obviously probably no surprise to most. I will be interested to see who you have. Yeah, number two and number one though. That's yeah. My surprise might be the order. I'm number two. I've got Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts. Oh, you dummy! <laughs> I know. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I we know Oklahoma. They've had the last two Heisman winners, and but I, in my opinion, I just I'm not seeing him. Uh, he'll succeed in this offense, but I'm just not seeing him like Baker Mayfield or 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 Kyler Murray. Uh, Lincoln Riley will have him him settled with, especially with all the the returning talent around. But I'm really interested to see Hurts the passer, as that wasn't really you know obviously his forte at Alabama, where they didn't ask him to do a ton in the offense. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a, I agree with you, Trey. I'm more confident in Ellinger right now. Yeah, and so I'm going number one. Texas's Sam Ellinger. I mean, he's a he's a great dual threat. As a sophomore, he had a 25 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio. And then, you know, I know it's one game, but his Sugar Bowl performance against Georgia has you encouraged. And he's he's got to be one of the Heisman contenders going into this year. And, you know, if you like college football, you, you kind of have to like Ellinger, even if you don't like Texas. Like he yeah. lays it on the line. He doesn't overwhelm you with his, you know, raw talent or a, him as a pro prospect. But uh, I expect a big season ahead for him. Yeah, you gotta like Jalen Hurts too. Not not that you said. Yeah, yeah. Not that you said otherwise. Didn't um, Ellinger have like sixteen rushing touchdowns also? So yeah, no. He, he's a really good dual threat. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with this. Uh, with your your one two there. I I was just, you know, I I for me I'm afraid to give my. I only have one conference, but I'm very self conscious about my my rankings because what if I messed up and you guys are like, wow, that is horrible, Mike. Do you even watch football? <laughs> um <laughs> But, okay, here's a question. You kind of brought it up, Trey, but who do you think is more likely to win the Heisman, Hurts or Ellinger? Ooh. Because for me, the reason I, I would say Hurts, which doesn't mean he's a better quarterback, but just in that Lincoln-Riley offense with those weapons, and personally, I'm going to have OU ranked ahead of Texas, so. Yeah. Right. I mean, the only thing I would, I, I probably agree, but the only thing I would. Caution is that there might be some voter apathy against Oklahoma quarterbacks now. Maybe not, but that's not a horrible point. Um, I would actually probably <laughs> have to lean towards, <laughs> as opposed to not, all my other points. That's not horrible. It's like <laughs> yeah. that still leaves a lot of like it's pretty bad. It could still yeah, be it, just just leave it where it was. Okay. No, I, I I agree. I think Jalen Hurts would probably if I had to pick a potential Heisman winner, I'd probably pick Jalen. Just because how can you not win? Oh, use. Had two in a row now. So, yeah. Okay. That does it for. We got two conferences down before. Oh, I'm up next, the Big Ten. But before that, Trey, you have a trivia question for us? I do. So, we're the theme of this podcast, is obviously, quarterbacks. So, I'm going to stick with that, go down that route. So, since the year 2000, so we're, we're talking almost the last 20 years and only limited to the Power Five schools. Okay. Can you guys name the top ten leaders in career passing touchdowns? Hmm. Power five schools, last twenty almost last twenty years, the top ten leaders in career passing touchdowns. So first off, I'm gonna give you guys the school as we go down, but is there do you guys have a couple just before we even get there? Well uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Kellen Moore. No, Power Five, Power Five. Oh, right. uh, whoops. I'm really paying but attention Yeah, Baker here. Mayfield is is up. He he's actually number 2. Uh Philip Rivers? No, he might have been. No. No. Tim Tebow? No, passing touchdowns. I guess touchdowns. just passing touchdowns, yeah. JT Barrett? No, he's close but no. Um oh, okay, wow. so All right, we suck right. Well, how about how about Matt Leinert? Matt Barkley. No. <laughs> Matt Barkley, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley is actually number six. Oh wow. Yeah, four year guy, right? Or was he? Three year guy. Barkley was a four year guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys definitely got you got Baker and and Barkley. And you know, I would. That's a tough question. So, so I'm going to start out. Now I'm going to give you guys the school. So obviously there's not that many options. So you got to get it right. So number ten, Oregon. All right, Ryan. So we thinking Mariota or because yeah he was a. Th- Three year guy, so it's got to be Mariota. I mean, we could go all the way back to Joey Harrington. That's before I. Well, no, that'd have been before. He would have been. I'm thinking Mariota. All right, Mariota. It's Mariota. It's yeah. Mariota. Okay, okay. Number ten, number nine, Clemson. Okay, Ryan. Well, Taj Boyd is coming to mind. I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking Boyd right now. Otherwise, it's well. What's his face? Deshaun Watson. oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. He did. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was three years, wasn't he? Ooh, I don't I don't quite remember. Should we go Deshaun Watson? I. Oh, man. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Oh, Taj boy! No. <laughs> come on. Son oh, dang of it. <laughs> Taj boy, like, that was a good, I'm surprised, like, that was a hard one to come up with for some reason for he me. He played but, forever, though. Yeah. Oh, we should, I should have known did, that. He did. All it. right. Number eight wisconsin well who's the guy that was there forever uh joel Stavey. yeah joel stave they've had uh but there was somebody else russell wilson does his touchdowns at nc state count well well okay well wait oh if you count his touchdowns at nc state yeah which counts why not that's true uh he he was a four-year starter i'm pretty sure i'm gonna say russell yeah russell wilson very good. Yeah, I didn't want... If I gave you <laughs> NC State, too, that was too obvious, so... No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was good. Okay, number seven, Texas. Well, Colt, Colt McCoy. Colt How did McCoy. we not come up, Ryan, with Colt McCoy earlier, right? Colt McCoy? Yeah. Colt McCoy. Yep. Number six you got was Matt Barkley. Number five, Wazoo. Well, it's uh, Luke Falk, Ryan. Falk. Or Connor Halliday. I don't know if he was, but... I feel like, holiday wasn't a like a long-term guy falk was a long yeah falk i i think i'd have to go with falk luke falk good job you guys are good i might have said holiday so that's good all right number four georgia well i was thinking stafford earlier ryan stafford you think but there was also who was the recent guy um well uh who was the the his brother was on the bachelor (laughs) um (laughs) uh what? <laughs> Come on. The, he was he Oh, was, Aaron Murray? Yeah, Aaron Murray. Could do you think Ooh, do you think Aaron Murray yeah. or Matthew Stafford? I would I would I would lean towards more Murray. We're thinking of Aaron Rodgers, but whatever. No, I'm not. No, Aaron Murray had a brother also on the Bachelor. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I would lean more Murray than 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 Stafford. That wasn't Stafford 3 years? Probably. I would lean towards Murray, but that's Well, a, I'll let you guess, Ryan. Oh boy, pressure. I'm going to say Murray. Yep, Aaron Murray. And good work. And Very and good, good work. That was good. That was a good one. That was a win-win for me, Ryan, because now we get it right. But if you were wrong, I'd have just been like, no, yeah. It was, I knew it was Stafford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was Stafford all along. <laughs> Number three, Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, Sam Bradford is coming to mind, Ryan. Who? Um, Sorry? Sam Bradford. Yeah, he left after his third year, I believe. Um, okay. Could be Baker, honestly. Well, we already said Baker. Baker, baker's though. number two. Oh, okay so it's a different baker or, i mean a different oklahoma <laughs> it's, a, it's a different, it's a baker. different oklahoma uh, um okay um oh you they also had not hypeball um jason white but i don't think he was a long-term guy and no it wasn't he was too early i think maybe thompson or something he was brief uh bradford i think yeah all right should we just go sam bradford so this it's funny he's number three and this is the toughest one on the list in my wait, opinion. Wait, wait okay wait Wait! Don't tell us. It's, but it's not Sam Bradford, though. It's not Sam Bradford. Okay. Well, let's try and think and harder. And you guys than. haven't you guys haven't named him? Okay. Wow. What? A, this seems like embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Um. I, I, this one. This one. Even though he's high up there, it's it's just tough for me. So had, his first. It's... Does his first name start with a C? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a. about an A? <laughs> what about <laughs> what a, a B? No. <laughs> Hmm. Uh. Okay. So Interesting. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. I'm having a major brain fart here. I know. Who was before Baker? Uh. Oh, it was that one year with uh, Trevor Knight or something. Or I don't even remember. Hibble is there a Hibble? But he wasn't really. No. No. It was right after Bradford. Right after Bradford. Ryan, can you remember Sue? Remember '09? We the Nebraska game wasn't it like nine to six or something? Who's quarterback in that game? It was like 10 3 or something. Yeah. But yeah. I think he was the quarterback in this game. I could be wrong. That is not coming to me. All right. Another hint. Another hint. Well, at times, I believe he had a mustache. Oh, I can picture him. Why is he not coming to me? He, and he's been a backup in the NFL oh Landry Jones unbelievable oh my gosh Landry <laughs> Jones unbelievable that would but seriously though oh, you've the whole litany of Oklahoma quarterbacks like he just it's amazing he did that well I just didn't you don't think of him like that Ah, uh, wow it's just a total yeah I just I don't know I I would not have all right I'm retiring from college football podcasting yeah that that yeah. was bad that one no nah, that one was hard so you guys got Baker now the final one number one Texas Tech well, cheese. There's a lot of choices here. Um, yeah, I, know. I know who was there for. No, the longest? well, what about um, was Graham Harrell there the longest? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Should we should go with should we go with Graham Harrell, Ryan? I gotta get Graham you Harrell. Guys, it I was got, Graham Harrell. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. So this this kind of went a, a while, but just to those were the Power Five. I'll give you one one guess at as the number one overall. Okay, we've got to consider Colt Brennan. We've got to consider who's the uh, Houston. Um, had Case Keenum for a while, but he wasn't a was case. Case Keenum, it could be Case Keenum. Kellen Moore played in a heck of a lot of games. Okay, so you guys have just named the top three non power five. Okay, <laughs> all right, it's one of those guys, <laughs> well, Ryan. I feel like it could be Case. I'm going, let's go. Case Keenum, it was Case Keenum. Boom. yeah, Case Keenum, Kellen Moore, Graham Harrell, Colt Brennan, and then finally, number five rakeem cato of marshall marshall wow wow well him and baker mayfield kind of tied so wow all right that was i liked that was fun trey well done yeah i do like that one that's cool it was a lot better than my trivia question last week (laughs) yeah yeah, it was a little tough landry jones man yeah ouch (laughs) he's just somehow somehow in the whole litany litany of oklahoma quarterbacks he's an afterthought nothing really stood out about him i guess he just you never won a heisman you know it's just or anything he wasn't he was really good but never amazing yeah okay it is my turn hopefully to not get embarrassed again with the big 10 i also did uh dragon ball z themed tiers. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh tier four is called room for improvement i'm being i'm being friendly here yeah very number 14 rutgers Oh no! <laughs> Art Sitkowski is is still, I would think, the favorite. There's you know a couple guys there, but four touchdowns, eighteen interceptions last year. That's really all I need. <laughs> to Case say. closed. Case closed. Does he have his own tier? He better. I did. You know, I wanted to give him some company. I re- I felt bad for him. Wow. And I could I could have put another tier, but I didn't. Number thirteen, Illinois. So MJ Rivers played in seven games as a freshman last year. I. I think he's the favorite to start. They do have Juice 2.0, of course, the four-star freshman coming in, but can't expect much from a true freshman. So, not getting my hopes up about Illinois quarterback play. Wow, i got to get an own tier for Rutgers, but okay. Okay, well, I'll I'll take it under advisement, Ryan. Sure you will. Tier 3 is called – it's a loaded tier, meaning there's a lot of guys here. It's called Could Be Good, Could Be Bad. Okay. Because – most of these guys fit that mold. That they're, is Hornbrook to a T right there. Exactly. So he will, spoiler alert, he'll be on this tier. <laughs> yeah. Number 12, Minnesota. So I'm expecting sophomore quarterback Tanner Morgan to be the starter. He took over for Zach Anakstad when he got injured and played a lot better. 9.2 yards per pass attempt. Minnesota was a lot better, actually, when he took over. They did. They were 4-2 and two with him as the starter. But just 152 passes last year, so... I think I still need to see more. That's why I have him down here at 12. Fair enough. Number 11, Wisconsin, Alex Hornibrook. Yeah. And do you think Alex Hornibrook going to be the starter? Because I do. Unfortunately for Badger fans, I do. Yeah. I mean, Jack Cohen, of course, might might be the guy. Graham Mertz is a true freshman coming in. I wouldn't ex- yeah, true expect freshman, a true yeah. freshman to take over. So thinking it'll be Hornibrook. 2017 for him was was pretty good. It was 2018. We had 15 picks that year, but he did have too many picks. But other than that, he was good. Yeah. And then 2018 was, was bad. Abusiness. So, yeah, it was bad. Could be good, could be bad. Yeah. Number 10, Maryland uh, with Josh Jackson. So, of course, Jackson was injured most of last year, um, coming off a, a solid redshirt freshman season. But I, the reason I have him, I don't know if it's lower than people would expect, but is because if you look at that freshman year, he was against just against power five teams. He was pretty mediocre. So yeah, well they started off the year pretty well, and then it kind of eh, tapered yeah, off. He, he kind of tailed off. So yeah. hard to say with him as well. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. No major disagreements so far. I'm not making it a fool of myself. No, not yet. good. We'll, we'll get there. I have a feeling Trey might disagree with this next one. Number nine, Purdue, Elijah Sindelar. Yeah, he was high on Elijah. He was, and I to to his credit, he beat out David Blau to be the starter to start out last year. He just yeah. got injured right away, but I think that tells you something about him, and we saw him play a good amount, or I mean, a ton in 2017. Yeah, we've seen him play well, so. He was good, but not great. Fair enough. No, but yeah, he's he's the one that I would have hired just because... Well, yeah, you guys made light of the fact that I, I had him as the starter last year, but, but I just trust Braum, uh, to get more production out of him. Am I right that Cindelar did start the beginning of the year? Yes, he this, did, but it yeah, was only okay. like a half or something. It, it, it didn't last long. <laughs> no. Uh, number eight. This one is you could shift up or down the list. Penn State, uh, Tommy Stevens. I think is the favorite to be the starter. Yeah. We know he's a great runner. He's been there forever backing up McSorley. Yes, he <laughs> yeah. has. And they, they got him on the field because he was such a good athlete. But we still don't know a ton about him as a passer. So Yeah, we don't. It, this one's really up in the air. It's hard to say. He, Like you said, could be good, could be bad. He could definitely be on the next tier if yeah. uh, if he's even an average passer. Yeah. Number seven. Yeah, this another... is where I got a little bit of a beef. Okay, you guys, we got some beef here? Yeah could be good, could be bad, Brian Lewerke. Could be bad. Tw- 2017, he was great. 15th in the country in QB. Well, eh, he was g- okay, I you're right. I shouldn't say great. But when you when you factor yeah. in the running ability, I think he was very good in 2017. He was a dark horse Heisman candidate coming into 2018, and it did not go well. He was very bad, but I'm going to lean on the excuse of the bad O-line. Very bad O-line this year the shoulder injury he sustained maybe that affected him i mean he wasn't great before it but yeah. um yeah what did you say about his efficiency he was 15th in the country in qbr in uh 2017 really i just yeah i mean i'm not high on lawerki but or anything really associated with the spartan offense but at this point so i mean we'll see what happens but where do you get the qbr stat from okay so espn has qbr and so that's that's an all encompassing encompassing stat that it takes into account running the running right too where if you're just looking at the sports reference i think pass efficiency rating or whatever it's called yeah just passing so gotcha uh okay number six indiana peyton ramsey i feel like peyton ramsey is is underrated nationally obviously because indiana not been great but uh he did throw too many interceptions last year, but other than that, he was good. He was a good runner, high completion percentage, so that's why I put him here. I agree with this. I like Ramsey. I I've, I thought going into the last year he was underrated, and still think so. All right, I'm doing a great job, guys. You yep. are no complaints. Number five, controversial pick here, maybe Northwestern Hunter Johnson. It's a, you got to put him somewhere. Like you got to take a shot. You can't just put him. At last, to the people that haven't played right it's it's tough so it's all pedigree obviously he's the five-star transfer from clemson but i like the fact that he had a full year at northwestern well i don't quite remember when he transferred i thought it was a full year full year okay yeah, yeah. yeah so he's been there full year to sit out learn the offense um yeah i'm just i'm high on him there's the potential is there to be great yeah, I think the way, I mean, Northwestern turns out quarterbacks pretty well. I mean, Thorson didn't end up super great, but, you know, he had his moments. And Hunter Johnson seems to have more, you know, talent than him. So I, I agree with this one, Mike. Okay. All right. So we have exhausted the uh, could be good, could be bad tier. And we are now in the on tier two, which I have called Nathan Stanley. <laughs> yeah. And it consists of number four, Iowa. You don't say who would have guessed Beth Moens special Beth Beth Moen's would love this would love this one but he's he's solid he's not amazing that's yep but you know you know he's going to be pretty good at the very least yeah I totally agree and now we are to tier one which I am calling the Heisman contenders Ooh, Ryan's just <laughs> too excited <laughs> it's a little tingly there Excuse Mike. me Ooh. I kind of coughed there Ooh. almost died uh you got tingly there, Ryan? A little, little bit. Wow, little little ASMR uh, on the podcast. Sure. Hi, Ryan, what can I can I give you a little? Uh, who do you think I put? I've got number three and number two. Uh, Shea Patterson, Adrian Martinez. Who do you think I put ahead? Oh, you got to put Adrian. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> okay. All right. This, yeah. that, that was weird. Uh, I did. I put Adrian Martinez ahead of Shea Patterson. So I have I've Martinez 2 Patterson 3. And the reason their stats were fairly similar last year and Martinez was a true freshman, so he could potentially take a jump this year and if he's healthy with that Scott Frost offense, he's going to have a monster year. Yep. So for sure. I that I really struggled with that decision though because the one kind of factor that might have had me put Patterson over Martinez is the fumbles. Martinez had like I think 12 fumbles last year. That's a ton. Yeah, he had a lot hopefully i mean if that doesn't go away after the during the sophomore year then it likely never will you know hopefully it's got to take a drop what's up with nebraska quarterbacks and fumbling i don't know i mean and name martinez yeah name martinez exactly yeah. <laughs> taylor taylor martinez i'm going crazy yeah taylor why does yes. that not sound right taylor martinez all right, right. t-mart oh landry jones taylor martinez who can remember these guys uh yeah he fumbled a lot though is my point he led the nation like four years in a row or something three years in a row yeah nice yeah it's great okay so number one that means number one is ohio state justin fields again problem might be controversial he's obviously got a lower floor than either the other two guys but he's got that potential to be the next you know to JT uh, Garrett, dwayne haskins Trevor Heisman, Lawrence, 10, yeah, 10, Dwayne 10, 10. Haskins. He's elite runner, great arm. Elite runner, just like Dwayne Haskins, as we all know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen A. Thanks. <laughs> the reason I put him number one is I think he is the most likely to win the Heisman in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. A Ohio State quarterback, you can't complain putting him number one. Oh, someone's gonna complain. Someone's gonna complain. Yeah, it's true. Not me. Okay. All right, Mike, you didn't make a fool of yourself. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bravo. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's uh my turn then. Mhm. We're moving on to the Conference of Champions. The Pac-12, of course. And for this, I'm going to do let's see how many tiers are I got. I got 5 tiers here and uh wow. Yeah, 5 tiers. The very bottom tier will start like we are have always have at the bottom. The Chevy Cruze tier. Sorry, Chevy. What? The Chevy Cruze? Yeah, I'm doing cars. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing cars. Doing cars. Right. <laughs> so, the Chevy Cruze level, you know, some, some people's dream car, so they say. Sure. Sure. Um, the Beavers, Oregon State, they have a, a three way battle, but Jake Luton, he got a sixth year, and he's likely to take advantage of that and probably be the starter. But, you know, it's the beavers so i i'm i'm already strongly disagreeing here i he was pretty good last year when he played i know he's injury prone but he had a fine year especially with not a great offense like he did have a good running game but yeah i don't know i just i don't think he's that bad i do not think that he should be in the chevy cruise tier he's more of yeah, like he's a, not a cruise no i'd say he's um maybe like a infinity and infinity whoa infinity's yeah well hyundai i'm going hyundai okay you drive an infinity true true not to (laughs) brag (laughs) just hit 100k yeah wow it took took a while yeah uh all right fair enough gentlemen i guess i just i didn't bother to look too much into his stats i just saw beaver quarterback i'm like 12 (laughs) (laughs) he just assumed he was really bad what about jebbia ryan he's he could be okay yeah right that guy weighs like 115 pounds you're a hater you're a hater he's not i i if if he starts they're in trouble they're in trouble anyway they're in (laughs) trouble don't get me wrong (laughs) yeah good point all right so moving up a tier this tier is called the honda accord which is a nice car uh we have number 11 cow they got chase garbers maybe devin monster he transferred in from ucla uh, could give him a little bit of a run for his money. Brandon is still there, but not a strong group to choose from. Uh, cheese it, Bull. <laughs> yeah, I think Garbers should be dead last in the conference. I I would switch him. So you but think Garbers is garbage? I well, that's you, the the alliteration there is tempting, but it yeah. is very harsh on a young man. So <laughs> uh, Devin Monster, I would predict to start though, and and he him I'm okay. I'm okay with. We'll see how it works with Cal, but I got them at eleven. Number ten, I have uh, the Sun Devils. Uh, Dylan Sterling Cole is kind of the incumbent. Well, not really incumbent, but he's kind of the elder statesman of the of the group. He's a junior. He hasn't played much, but he does have the leg up. He's going to be competing with like three freshmen. Uh, Jaden Daniels is probably his biggest threat. He's a big time recruit that that ASU got, um, but not certain they'll go with a true foch. But we'll see. Um, either way, not super confident at that, at that position right now. I know what Herm's going to do though. He's going to play to win the game. That's true. So very true. Very true. Point. Sterling Cole, uh, represented me in my divorce. Uh, just cause he sounds like a lawyer. He, <laughs> it sounds like a law firm. Yeah. Why did you say divorce? I, because I got divorced. That was, you could have said <laughs> s- something else. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I don't. Why I don't know. <laughs> so um, the next tier is uh, the largest tier of, of the Pac-12 for me. It's the the Lexus tier. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're yeah. already wow, Lexus. Well, I get pretty high class after this. Okay. So. Yeah, we're going number nine, USC. Sorry, Mike. JT Daniels. I am not confident in him. Uh, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is. Ryan you're you're wrong. No, oh. no, no I'm not wrong. I I'm quite right here on JT Daniels. I'm just right. I'm you're quite yeah, right. I'm quite right, okay? He's still in that mid tier. I'm not like he's saying he's the bottom bracket here. He's not a Chevy Cruz, but you know, he's a Lexus. That's still a good good level. But I just don't have that confidence in him. He he didn't seem to improve. That was that's my huge deal with me. He seemed like the same quarterback as he was in game 1 and he was in game 12. And it was seemed like big player bust. I just didn't see a whole lot of consistency. So shoot me, Mike. Shoot me, Mike. <laughs> I I just I t- I totally disagree here. I I have him much better than than ninth. I I I agree that he's probably in this tier, but I would probably have him at the top of this tier. I mean, he had some bad moments last year. But he was a true freshman, one of SC's worst teams. I think he can improve a lot this year. There's been other true freshmen that I. I'm, I'm, I'm like that have shown a lot better than he did. Well, I think another thing to keep in mind, the offensive line was not good. Not that it's necessarily going to be much excuse. What's that? That's everybody's excuse. Well, it's true. It's true. And another thing is, is he wasn't, not only was he a true freshman but he was a, a late enrollee true freshman he wasn't he wasn't there for the spring so oh and, and you know he enrolled early so a year early he should be he should have well, another great point another great except point except he's should've not been in high school he was the right age <laughs> also also can i give more we gave a lot of excuses for scott frost last episode i want to give another one for jt daniels uh t martin there we go. I, could, I actually couldn't remember what I was going to say, but you, you got it for me. Yeah. Now, with Graham Harrell coming in, I do feel a lot better. Because if you look at, at JT Daniels' freshman year, it's you could compare it to Matt Barkley. Now, I don't think he's going to make as big a jump as Matt Barkley did, but even if it's anywhere close to that, then he should be much higher on this list. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. and if I say much higher... As I'm kind of looking at where I think the list should go, it's not. there's not a lot of room to go yeah. up necessarily, but... Yeah. Well, I think I accomplished my goal of pissing Michael off, so... Yeah, well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm not done pissing you off. Uh, just ahead of JT Daniels, I have UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson. No, no, no. What yep, has he done, yep. Ryan? What has he done? He showed glimpses of being good <laughs> he showed yeah. glimpses. in high school i think he's gonna take a, a big jump to a sophomore year here it's i think he needs he needed a little more time than a guy like jt daniels um i under chip kelly's tutelage i think he's gonna get better i'm obviously not a huge ucla guy or chip kelly guy i don't think they're gonna be very good but i do think their offense will be solid especially with joshua kelly coming back at running back it's just their defense is gonna really really hold them back so there's, i expect dtr to be pretty solid there's a lot of drama with DTR though, his dad and Chip Kelly and and but I mean the thing is is he seems like a perfect fit for the offense, but then last year I was so surprised that Chip was so adamant about going with Wilton Spate. So, I don't know, we'll see. Wilton Spate what had like 9 lives though, so. <laughs> yeah. He's like a cat. That's the joke. Yeah, that's the that's the joke. Okay. Alrighty. Uh number 7, I have UW quarterback uh Jacob Eason is maybe the the leader in the clubhouse right now. And while I'm not the the biggest Eason guy, uh he did start as a true freshman for Georgia, which is not easy. Um and I th- I think Chris Peterson will probably if he's somebody's able to get the most out of him, it'd be him, but not super confident in Eason. Yeah, this is this is I think lower than most people will have Eason, and I'm I'm also going to be low on Eason coming into the year because I think the perception of that freshman year is better than I think it was in reality. Like it, it wasn't, yeah, wasn't that great? It wasn't great. And again, I'll give him the excuse of the O line. I gave it to JT Daniels, so I have to give it to sure. Eason. But right now, I think it's kind of it, it's right to put Eason and Daniels on the same tier because I, for me, it's a coin flip as to who is the better quarterback yeah yeah sure Eason does have the advantage of a more stable situation yeah that's for sure I will say though it's it's not an Eason decision oh boy oh Oh. boy man moving on (laughs) uh I have Steven Montez from Colorado here at number six I feel like he's pretty much been the same quarterback for three years in a row now pretty good but not great and just hasn't really improved so I, but I'm comfortable putting him around six. He's solid. Yeah, the only th- the one thing I don't like is they have a new staff at Colorado, and the Buffs really aren't expected to do a whole lot. No, that is true. All right, uh, number five, I have Tyler Huntley from Utah. Huntley, I really like him. He's uh, you can tell by just watching the Utah's games. He's the they're much better when he's in there. They really struggled without him. Um, so I I definitely see him as a top five QB in the the Pac-12. Yeah, no doubt about it. All righty. And number four, maybe a little bit of a uh, shot in the dark here for me. I'm going uh, Washington State incoming quarterback Gage Gabrud. Not 100% <laughs> so, let, so let me Gibrud. get this straight. You have J T. Daniels number nine. Yep. And someone whose name you can't quite pronounce, and I also can't pronounce, so I won't try yep. at number four. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I'm just I'm just letting the record show that. Hey man, Wazoo quarterbacks. I mean Minshew. I just they pump them out, and this kid. He came from Eastern Washington. He had did really, really well there at the FCS level. In Eastern Washington, that's a high level FCS, as we know. He's not the first Eastern Washington quarterback to transfer to a Pac-12 school and have success. Well, we'll see if he has success. But Vernon Adams at Oregon did 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 great. So I, in a friendlier offense here in Wazoo, I'd, he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a big year. He's not gonna know what to do. Not on the red turf, though. That's good, true. Good point. I would... Uh, see, I'd normally want to push back on this one because it seems very high to be putting an FCS transfer, but I just feel like he's going to have a great year yeah. with Leach's exactly. offense, and it'll make me look stupid. So I will actually... I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not going to complain. All right. Even You're though good. I kind of did earlier. You, you Forget did. about that. In a roundabout way. All right. Uh, so on to our second tier. Uh, we have the Porsche. This is the Porsche group. And at number three... I have uh, Arizona's Khalil Tate. I think Tate could have a breakout 2019. Um, hard for a player to have two breakout years in his career, <laughs> but I think it's appropriate here for Tate. Honestly, I agree. Uh, yeah, people were down on him this year, but if you looked at his stats, especially his well as passing stats in particular, they were pretty darn good. I mean, he had 26 uh, touchdowns in just 11 games, and he was pretty efficient. Good play uh, yards per attempt. So if he can just stay healthy, then he'd have both the arm and the legs where he, you know, he's, he could have a huge year. Guys, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I was all in on Arizona last year. Khalil Tate, mm-hmm. Kevin Sumlin. Now I, I've, I thought I wrote him off, but I think I have all spring now to, to <laughs> jump back on board. <laughs> I'm on board with Khalil Tate, but I don't know about Arizona as a whole. Yeah. As a whole, no, their defense isn't going to be good. And so they'll, they'll still struggle, but. Tate could have a monster year. I'll talk myself into it. Sure. I'm sure you will, Trey. All right. Number two, I have KJ Costello from Stanford. You know, he and Herbert, they had pretty similar stats this past year, but I think Costello probably benefited more from having those tall receivers, especially like JJ or Sega whiteside and those tall tight ends. But and he just kind of threw it up to him off a lot. And those guys went and got it. So I'm interested to see how he does um, without them. Like our Sega White's had left to the NFL. So, you know, you maybe Costello. You have an argument to be up there at number one, but I don't think so. I think, I think he's a solid two. No, good job looking beyond the stats there, Ryan. I agree. Yeah, because statistically, yeah, like you said, he could be. You could make an argument for number one, but I, I think he should be a tier below Herbert. Yeah, and I think he'll regress a little bit without, yeah, without our Sega Whiteside. Yep, agree. And I think Caden Smith is gone too. I maybe think. Maybe Bryce Love with him gone too. That might hurt. So couldn't help. Not that he had a huge year, but people were focused on that uh and then number one the tier rolls royce oh yeah baby all right that's the that's the car i drive no it isn't (laughs) how do you know all right justin herbert of course oregon qb hands down best qb returning in the conference to me Uh, likely number one overall pick could have been the number one overall pick this past year so boom (laughs) quack 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 yeah, I mean, no no arguments here. That's a clear number one. Good. Okay. Well, instead of getting to... We only have one more conference left, right? SEC, save the... Oh, uh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so before that, though, I have a top five list. Okay. And I'm going to go with the top five sleeping giants of college football. Hmm. And so these are there's kind of a couple different ways to define sleeping giants. I'm not talking about the the Nebraska, let, let's just say Nebraska type sleeping giant that was did obviously have a very long period of of being one of the best and is now been dormant for a while. Um, I'm talking more like like Clemson. Like Clemson had never really before Dabo they only had right. one top five finish since World War II, so they really had never been to that level until now. And so that's that's what my sleeping giants are here okay i'm i'm feel like i could maybe i want to think about who you would have have picked like try to guess one or two you know one's texas a&m yeah all right well you guys just can ruin the list (laughs) (laughs) all right no go ahead go ahead number five ucf oh so they've yeah this is the only g5 school on the list they have the largest undergraduate student body in the country. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so it's a big school in the state of Florida. I don't know if you guys knew that. I think it's central, central Florida. Kind of in the middle somewhere sort of. And yeah. so all they have to do is join a Power 5 conference and then I think you could see them make a, you know, make a jump, make the leap. Okay. Number 4, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech boom so you've got to go back to did you just say georgia tech before i said that i did what is wrong with this is stupid <laughs> i did uh so you got to go back to 19 the 1950s under bobby dodd when they really had a period of long sustained success so i think they fit the bill here only power the only power five school in atlanta i know they've got the stricter academic standards but notre dame and stanford have seemed to do okay with that so If they can just get the recruiting up, just build a fence around Atlanta. Not a literal fence, but figuratively. A wall? Not a wall. No, definitely not that. Just a figurative (laughs) fence around of recruiting. All right. Number three. (laughs) UCLA. No, but that's next. Number three, South Carolina. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I got a fun stat here, though. You can't ruin this stat. Before Steve Spurrier got there, South Carolina had zero top 10 finishes in the AP poll in school history. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, But they've got a great fan base, big stadium. They have plenty of money. They're in the SEC. So I think someday they could could make a Clemson-like rise. Post-must-champ. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe when Billy Napier's there. When my boy Billy (laughs) Napier gets there. Number two, Ryan ruined it, UCLA. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It was on your list. Okay. It is. You know, they've... Maybe I'm souring, should be souring on this a little bit because they they finally have gotten the recruiting up to a great level recently and it hasn't done much for them. But if they get the right coach in there, there's no reason they can't be as good as USC. The only thing I know, the only inherent advantage USC has is their history, but there's nothing, Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else really. So I, there's no reason UCLA couldn't take over la someday maybe the campus or the stadium an hour away from your campus but that yeah that's not great but it's the rose bowl i mean that's prestigious yeah yeah it's the Rose Bowl. number one you guys ruined it at the beginning texas a&m that's an easy answer i mean they've only had two top five finishes since world war ii and here they are now they're in the state of texas recently they just moved to the state of texas (laughs) um Also recently moved to the SEC. So, yeah, they're clearly about to rise to prominence. I think they're about to become a giant. Wow, okay. Yep. There you go. Really surprised by that list. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Anyway, there you go. Trey, SEC time. All right. So you mentioned a couple SEC schools there. We'll, We'll get to their quarterbacks here now. So, bottom to top, we've got... My first tier, which we would call, at least they're getting a good education. Oh, nice. Number 14, Vanderbilt's Riley Neal, most likely. Obviously, Vandy, great academic school. Neal transfers in from Ball State. He got injured last year, but he played in nine games. He put up okay numbers, but not really overwhelming, even in the MAC. So now he moves over to the SEC, so he's really going to need to rely on the running game. They're going to miss Schirmer. Yeah, number thirteen, Ole Miss looks to be redshirt freshman Matt Corral. Uh, he played in four games last year, saved his redshirt, uh, didn't put up big numbers, had shown, showed some flashes uh, in mop-up duty. Now they're talking about Ole Miss running a little bit more read option next season, so they can use his athleticism to their advantage. We'll we'll see. They've got Rich Rod, Rich Rod calling the plays now. So I. Yeah, I'd probably separate Corral from Riley Neal. I'd put him on a different tier. Uh, agreed. He was a big recruit. I've I'm high on Corral. Yeah, I think I'd have him higher than than 13. Also, is Ole Miss a a good school? Like, a, I don't academically. It's pretty solid. I mean, it's not Vanderbilt, but no, yeah, no. There's only one in the SEC that's like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Now, my next group is prove it to me. Uh, okay. Number 12. Kentucky's Terry Wilson. Ooh, you know, if Kentucky didn't have a great defense and Benny Snow at running back, Terry Wilson probably wouldn't be as highly thought of around Big Blue Nation. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but he was pretty ineffective at a lot of times last year. I'll give him credit; he was clutching in a few different times when he was needed, but he hampered some of the offensive drives last year. So, a lot. I need them. to see a jump uh, on him to to get on board. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'd put him behind uh, Corral golden corral, <laughs> golden corral. <laughs> i'm gonna go number 11 have you even i've never eaten at a golden corral neither have i i've I, never been there i don't but. think that we see commercials all the time but yeah, i don't think do. they have them yeah. out here <laughs> that's true i don't they're not around here it reminds me of like we have coco's out here which i've also never been to but it, it kind of feels like the same maybe place what what did you say coco's oh there's some there's coco's but i've never been the, the branding looks similar to me at least oh yeah yeah, yeah. cracker barrel golden corral but we digress someone tweet us and tell us if golden corral is a good place (laughs) number 11 arkansas's ben hicks uh the smu transfer reconnects with chad morris we've talked about this before you know he put up some gaudy numbers at smu he's an accurate passer but i would say he is inaccurate I i mean i don't know i'm the nickname Pick Six Hicks has just kind of stuck with him a little That's bit. That's true. That's not a good one. <laughs> but he was he was better with ball security last year, but I don't know. I'm not super high on him. No. I mean, I think Hog fans are just hoping that he can kind of bridge them from the lows of last year to the the future of, of hope for next the next couple of years. All right. Number ten, Tennessee's Jarrett Garantano. Uh having a year under his belt is gonna help him. You add offensive coordinator Jim Cheney. Helps in my eyes. He did well at, at Georgia and Arkansas before that. Going into this year, you'd you'd expect a, a decent jump in production from him. And he only threw p- three picks last year, which is, was pretty surprising to see. Yeah, Jared's solid. He was not yeah he was solid last year, especially let's let's throw in that excuse, Ryan. That that's for everybody. Yeah, that O line. They Ooh, did rough. they did though. They did not have a good O line. <laughs> they all did. Wow. Well, Tennessee in particular, who, who had a good O line last year? One team like Georgia. Georgia was good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number nine, Auburn looking to be Bo Nix. Early enrollee. Uh, he's going to be in a battle with Malik Willis and Joey Gatewood. But Nix was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Alabama, Mr. Football in Alabama. And we all know Gus needs Malzahn needs a good year, and he's going to have to rely on a young signal, signal caller this year. Um, he's a versatile spread quarterback, and we know Auburn's had a good track record with guys named Bo, so... That is a great point. I <laughs> yeah. like him. I I'm I strong disagree here. I would put him. I'd put Auburn lower. They you know they missed out on Kelly Bryant yeah. in the transfer market. Missed out on Austin Kendall. I don't think they're in a great place. If you're having to start a true freshman, yeah, you know, I, typically it's true. I I may have a hard time putting him over Garantano, but agreed. Fair, fair. Number eight, LSU's Joe Burrow. I've just never been super high on Burrow, but he finished the year well. Cocho wanted to enhance the offense even more. He brought in a new passing game coordinator. Um, they this the LSU hasn't had stability at quarterback before, so it's nice to have have him around. He was responsible for over three thousand yards last year too, which is pretty impressive yeah. in the SEC. Uh, I think half those yards came in that a And M multi overtime yeah, game, but uh, seven overtimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he can at least he doesn't scare defense, but he can at least keep the defense honest. No, I like that. He's a, he's a middle of the pack guy. So that's I like that. All right. So you guys might disagree with my next guy, number seven, Missouri's Kelly Bryant. Uh, he was productive at Clemson, but he just doesn't have the talent around him like he did there. He didn't have to do a lot there. Uh, defense was great. Now you got Missouri. They're not bowl eligible. It's going to be tough. And 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 also last year the offense with Missouri was kind of p- you know pass happy with with Drew Locke. So I want to see how it looks with Bryant. No, I. I'm, I'm i'm with you it'll be interesting to see the fit but I, I think there is some good talent around him there so uh but i don't mind where you where you ranked him i don't i don't mind yeah him. i don't mind it either yeah he's what did you think we were gonna put him lower or higher well i maybe not you guys i just think the nation kind of thinks oh, yeah, oh kelly bryant he's gonna be top three four oh no, no he's not but. a good enough passer to to really give me i'm not i don't have a gripe all right, number six. This one pains me because I've written. I'm I'm off South Carolina's wagon for the moment. Jake Bentley. Um, this is gonna be his third year. He's gonna need to improve. He kind of had a little bit of a. He was inconsistent last year. Um, is it really only his third year? Am I going crazy? Yeah. No, this is, is gonna be his. He's gonna be a senior. Yeah, freshman year. I don't remember it. Did he? He played. He definitely played a good amount. He played in seven games had like 190 attempts so he played pretty significantly okay but, okay yeah well either way you know i was just gonna put my point is on the end of last season and his inconsistency against clemson puts up 35 points five touchdowns on the road like super impressive and then in the Bel- Belk bowl against virginia he's 17 of 39 and has two picks like yeah the, you know the gamecocks they were disappointing in their big games and i need bentley to be more consistent I I just I still think overall he had and you have him high on the list so he, you know you I think probably ranked him pretty appropriately but he had a good year last year like he had a yeah he did I mean yards per attempt was like 8.2 so I think Yeah he was 4th in the SEC in yards per attempt. Yeah he was it uh, was he was good. Just a little too many picks. Okay. My next tier is the terrible twos. Uh these are second year coaches with some returning production. Trey's, Trey's tears are, their names are cute. He's got some cute names. <laughs> Adorbs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Number five, Mississippi States, Keaton mm. Thompson. Whoa. Now this is more of a play on Joe Moorhead. Yeah, it better uh, be. If not for him, time Thompson might be a little lower on my list, but he's a more of a season passer than Fitzgerald, but you know, anyone is, uh, uh, he he started the first game last year, had seven total touchdowns. I know it was against an FCFO, but it's still an encouraging sign for, for at least some potential. I hope you're right, because obviously I'm a big Joe Moorhead guy. But I think this is my biggest disagreement of the episode. I think he yeah, should... Yeah, I'm with you here, Michael. This is mine as well. You have him tier two right now, terrible twos. I think you should, he should maybe be back on the uh, getting an education tier. Um, I haven't seen the evidence that he's a significantly better passer... Than Nick Nick Fitzgerald, he has 105 career pass attempts and he's under 50 percent completions. I know that's a small sample, but I don't know. I'm still I'm still a little bit concerned about him. Well, and he was 41 percent completion percentage against Stephen F. Austin, like his biggest game. (laughs) He just relied on the big play there, and that's not going to happen every you know every night in the SEC. I worry that he's one of those guys that's going to put up huge numbers and dominate because he's a, a very very good on the ground dominate against the poor competition but then really struggle when he goes up in class like Nick Fitzgerald yeah I guess like Nick Fitzgerald I if he couldn't beat him out I mean Nick could There are games where they couldn't even really throw and you know Thompson still didn't go in so well you guys are twisting my arm I yeah maybe I could have left him left him down but he fits my terrible twos so so screw that that's fine <laughs> that's fine the narrative is good uh yeah. number four Florida's Felipe Franks We saw him improve dramatically last year under Dan Mullen. Uh, His production pretty much doubled from the prior year. And he capped it by playing great against a solid defense in Michigan in their their Gators Peach Bowl win. So I wouldn't have thought this last year, but he's number four on my list. Yeah, he would have been like the the getting education before the beginning of last year. But yeah, Dan Mullen did a great job with him. I don't have a huge problem with, with him being number four on your list. I just don't think he's a tier above bentley and bryant and burrow okay for me fair. all right number three ms kellen mond ryan we we all know you would never have put him there a year ago neither would neither would we but yeah, uh, no, nobody would but big year under jimbo you have to like Mond. over three thousand yards 24 touchdowns and it's also crazy he's only a junior uh yeah but the one thing is he did have travion williams next to him so he can't lean on him this year but his rushing mm. ability might be more pre- pre- prevalent uh, this coming this year. season. I I I'm, I agree with you. I have I have Kellen Mond at three also, so no great. All right, my last tier. It's the battle for the Tim Tebow slash Cam Newton slash Peyton Manning SEC royalty award. Wow, I mean, you're talking about two high high level quarterbacks that will have been there for a decent amount of time. So number two, Georgia's Jake Fromm, extremely talented. Clear cut, top quarterback. Um he lost a lot of production from last year in guys like Ridley, Hartman, Nada. But he's been efficient in his, his two seasons, two thirds of his passes last year. He's thrown for fifty-four touchdowns in his two years. So but if they want to beat Bama this year, he's gonna to need to improve a little bit more. That's fair. That's fair. I don't I don't think you're gonna find anyone in the world that disagrees with the one two here. No. Yeah, yeah, number 1, Alabama's Tua Valoa. You know, tough to argue this one. Front runner for the Heisman, shattered records. Yep. You know, no brainer. No brainer. Um, how about which conference had the I I don't know why I'm trying to prolong the podcast here. We've already got a super long podcast. <laughs> a little overboard. But I, you know, I, these the next question you're about to ask I feel is interesting. I have a I have a a s- sneaky s- I I just know what you're going to ask. Wow, you're ruining everything. Uh, Stinky suspicion is the thing I was going for, but okay. too many S's for me. <laughs> uh, who, uh, now I kind of forget, oh, which conference has the best quarterbacks? Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of a two-conference race, at Big Ten and SEC, and you could convince me either way. Yeah, I, I think I agree that it's down to those two. I'm just kind of looking at the list here. I'm going SEC. SEC? Well, I... This is fascinating podcast material right now. I mean, the bottom of the SEC isn't that bad. No, that's true. I mean, you do have some pretty bad... Like, Art and MJ Rivers for, you know, Illinois Rutgers, pretty horrible. But Horny Brick, yeah. Lewerke, not that great. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going SEC also, actually. I think I will take SEC. But I would take the top... Th- I, I think the Big Ten's a little more top heavy. I would take that top four of yes. Justin Fields, um Adrian, Adrian Martinez, Shea Patterson, and Nathan Stanley over the two of Fromm, Mond and Franks. Because there's a big drop off there to to Mond and Franks, I think. Man, I, when you say that, I'm not so sure. I think maybe there's a decent drop off to Franks, but is is Stanley really that much better than like Felipe Franks? No. No, he's not. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's pretty it's that's tough i'm yeah it's pretty even but uh I, i'm going sec yeah when terry wilson wilson is 12th i know he has some limitations but yeah it's not too bad it's true okay and apologies to g5 but i have some names here derek king at houston of course michael for gosh oh well, gosh. He's the, i think he's the best g5 quarterback no he's he's great he's great uh jordan love utah well, besides State. mckenzie milton if he's Helping. Well, yeah, Mackenzie Milton, but yeah. might not play. Mason yeah. Fine, North Texas. Jordan Love. I just said Jordan Love, bro. I, I didn't <laughs> hear you, sorry. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Was someone trying to get in your apartment again? No, this one I just didn't listen, I guess. <laughs> okay, and then the last one, Shane Bouchelle, Shane Bachel. Oh, wow. SMU. Oh, boy. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well have we exhausted our discussion of quarterbacks we just spent a very long time yeah talking about quarterbacks. let's talk about offensive linemen now yeah we'll do we'll do an hour-long <laughs> o-line episode next week yeah uh no let's get to our questionable finish in emails texas a&m's president said it is unlikely that they will renew their rivalry with texas what's something you used to do a lot that you're unlikely to do again uh, for me, this one was actually came to me quick. It was pretty easy. Um, I am unlikely to get late night fast food again. Whoa! I would do that so much. You know, it's, it's. it felt like fast food always tasted better at like midnight, but. It does. I'm not giving up on that. I can't give that up. I'm done. I haven't done that in a long time, and I'm. I won't. I won't do it again. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's sleeping in until noon on the weekends oh yeah i i used to be a real i would sleep for a long time it, you were past noon for a while there i know yeah i was past noon and i just i don't want to waste the weekend anymore i like to wake up early on the weekend and get my day started like 10 o'clock well yeah that's early for me <laughs> <laughs> nine that's if a, i can <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one uh, i used to mine was i used to go out to the bars a lot i now that you know Early 30s, engaged, settling down. That's just not happening Yeah, you were quite quite the drinker. Well, no, I didn't drink as much, obviously, but I was (laughs) (laughs) going out there was fun. Right, right. Okay, next question. Rivals.com was fooled a couple weeks ago by high school classmates who created a fake recruit. Name a time when you have been fooled by something. Okay, so mine's golf-themed. A little insight into the, the Newman family. Ryan and Michael, as well as my dad, they each have a hole-in-one. My mom for sure would if, if she wasn't forced to stop playing years ago. I am the only one without one. Uh, and they, they give me plenty of grief about that. I play way more than any of them. Uh, except for except for dad. I mean, you're way better. but <laughs> Way better, yeah. About a year ago, I'm playing on a hole, slightly uphill. So you could really only see kind of the upper half of the flag. I hit a shot right at the hole. Ooh! I, we, my group, we heard it hit the flag. You could see the flag oh. move, but you, you can't see. We can't see the end of the result. So I'm naturally thinking, you know, this had a chance. We we drive up, we can't see it. So oh, we're thinking, oh, th- you think you have it? We, yeah, you I'm think like, you got oh, it. I like, are well, like, holy crap, oh, no. this, this actually happened. <laughs> Sure enough, the ball hit the stick and bounced off into the rough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, so I was totally fooled. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> totally fooled. That's brutal. That's brutal. Ouch. Uh, mine is is college football related. I was fooled last year by people on the internet telling me that Alex Hornibrook was actually going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, good there point. There was the, there was Hornibrook for Heisman. I think it was it was mostly sarcastic buzz, but I kind of I thought maybe they were semi serious, and I just. I just bit yeah, into you it got, a little you bit You bought into that for sure Just a little bit Just a little bit Yeah that's true um, Alright for me it's, This happened just like uh, Last week um, I went to Mexico For uh, My wife's Best friend had a wedding And So I got to the airport And We didn't have transportation To the hotel So We had to try to get a taxi But then When you get there There's like A million guys Like there just, And I feel like they we were like, Okay, so here's your hotel, yeah, this is where you're staying. Sure, we can book you for this and would you like to get a massage? We can get a fifty percent off of the transportation. Like I was I was just thinking like they were part of the hotel people or something, or Oh. Uh, and then if it what, they were just trying to sell you bunch of crap like they were just salesmen and i had no idea i was ready to be like okay sure let's just do that i'll book it when we we'll get it done but my wife she's like right no 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 come on just get out of here we got to leave this <laughs> guy's <roll." laughs> I'm like oh okay this gentleman <laughs> wanted to give me a massage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> he wanted to give me half half price massage <laughs> man yeah i was a little gullible there i guess uh last question the oscars were this sunday so let's give oscars inspired awards to college football players or coaches. I'll go first. Uh, I'm giving best costume design in 2018 to Oklahoma State. They wore those, uh, the Barry Sanders era tribute jerseys. Nice. Ah, those yeah. were money. Those helmets are awesome. And the, the orange, I, I just, I loved it. Honorable mention to LSU's purple helmets that changed color under the lights. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Ryan, uh, this one's kind of for you. Best original song has to go to Imagine Dragons' ESPN song. Nice. That's the title of it? ESPN song? No, whatever. Natural? What? A <laughs> yeah, natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you no. go. Okay. That, um, that one was for Ryan. Thank you. Jerk. Um, I have I have a best scene, and I'm going to give it to Chad Lunsford when he was getting interviewed after the game, after they won the Camellia Bowl. That was a touching moment uh, if you were watching that. Got me a little teary eyed, maybe. Ah, man, who could forget the Oscar for best scene? (laughs) Who could forget? uh, It was uh, a great moment. I I, I bought into that, and I bet Georgia Southern, so I was really happy about it. Who won that Oscar for best scene this year, Ryan? I I have no idea. (laughs) It's nuts because it's not a thing. Oh, it's not. uh, (laughs) 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 So yeah, well, isn't Uh, it from something? I thought it it was an award for some award show best scene yeah maybe i don't know not the oscars all right well anyway they love to give themselves awards but they do they do uh ryan not a fan of hollywood it sounded like there. i live right next to it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to a very long but hopefully informative and fun episode about yeah. all the power five quarterbacks uh we will be back next week spring practices are are going to be getting underway for, for a lot of the schools coming up so yep I'm sure we'll have a lot of storylines to talk about so make sure you're subscribed and give us five stars if you haven't already we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media like them on Facebook at college football bros Follow them on Instagram at CollegeFootballBros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFBBros. Thanks for listening.